Hi, this is Dr. Bill Renner. I myself am board certified in internal medicine and radiology. I'm honored to host a series of podcasts focused on evidence-based health and wellness with Dr. Alan Safdie. Dr. Alan Safdie has lectured around the world and was a principal investigator in about 1,200 clinically researched studies that were published. Dr. Safdie, today, let's talk about bone health and bone strength. Um, Let's do a two-part series on osteoporosis. osteoporosis. The first part, let's talk just about bone strength and valuation like DEXA scans. And then let's talk about uh, drug treatments the second half. Uh, Alan, uh, tell me about osteoporosis. Well, Bill, it's really a common problem. Um, In my practice, it's something that ran into on a regular basis. Um, Men often think they're immune. They're not. Um, but you know, weak and brittle bones, you know, don't have to be an inevitable part of aging. There's certain conditions. So if somebody gets chemotherapy, inflammatory bowel disease, other conditions, uh, that they're more prone to it. Um, if you're thinner, it's one of the few conditions where thinner people are more prone to osteoporosis and very heavy people. Um, but your bone mass reaches its peak between your mid-20s and mid-30s. So that's about as good as you're going to get in regards to your bone mass. And after that, we start seeing some degradation in bone density. But there's a lot of te- things we can do, and we'll talk about that when we talk about drug therapy, to prevent some of this bone loss. Um, there, there's very easy things, and we'll talk about exercises, which are the best, vitamin D levels, where should it be, um, you know, all these things, should you be taking supplemental calcium? All those things will be discussed when we discuss therapy in the second part of these, on the second podcast. But right now we want evaluations. Um, and what we find is that we're not evaluating a lot of people. Um, you know, we're not evaluating, you know, one in 10 commercially insured patients in the United States who broke a hip, which is a huge major complication of osteoporosis receive an osteoporosis medical treatment within two calendar quarters of their fracture. So not only we're not screening these people, but even when we do screen them, we're not, and we realize they have osteoporosis in these thin bones and bone loss, we're not using the medicines that we should be uh, to prevent some of this. So let's talk a little bit about a DEXA scan, you know, in and of itself. A DEXA scan it's a very easy test. We're not exposing people to any significant amount of radiation uh, during a DEXA scan. And, you know, it's used to assess or measure the bone density. And you can also use it to determine body composition, such as the percentage of lean muscle and fat that people have uh, on a DEXA scan. That's not what we're going to be talking about today. And I have some comments using that method, but there's a lot of for-profit organizations are using this now to look at body composition and percentage of lean muscle versus fat. Uh, More accurate, definitely, than a scale. So what we're using is two low-energy x-ray beams, um, and they're directed towards the bones, in our case, and separates these images into components, soft tissue and bone. So, you know, the purpose of this is to see if people have either the beginnings of very thin bones, osteopenia, or extremely thin bones, osteoporosis. And osteoporosis causes the bones to lose density or become thin. When the bones get thin, they become fragile. And when they become fragile, they're susceptible to breaks. Um, 
and it's an easy thing to determine whether a person has osteoporosis um, and we want to do that as early as possible so we can prevent this condition. We have very effective medications right now and non-medicinal therapy also. So what, at what age group do you think uh, people should start to be screened or should they wait till they have uh, symptoms? Yeah, you at a great question, Bill. Don't wait till you have symptoms. Um, you know, you've seen, you know, being a radiologist and an internist, you've seen over the years people with numerous, you know, presenting with osteoporosis with their first hip fracture. They have a minimal fall. They step down hard and they fracture a bone. So these bones can become very brittle. So for people not at risk, so I'm going to exclude people that have celiac disease that may put them at higher risk, people with chemotherapy, certain medical conditions, inflammatory diseases put them at higher risk. So you'd want to screen those people earlier. But people with family histories, thin people, you may want to screen earlier. But the National Osteoporosis Foundation definitely recommends females, uh, you know, as a group over the age of 65 and males over the age of 70. Um, you know, I screen people earlier than that, but that's the National Osteoporosis um, recommendations. People receiving treatment for osteoporosis may require a repeat scan every one to two years to see how adequate it is. Um, you know, if you have low, if you have risk factors, um, so postmenopausal is a risk factor. Um, steroid medications are risk factors. Some of the things I mentioned previously, um, you know, low body weight may be a risk factor. Uh, and some of these patients I will screen a lot earlier and I'm starting to screen males a lot earlier also, just because we have such effective therapy right now. Um, yes. Um, now they, you, you're mentioning hip fracture, but also, uh, for the audience, uh, recall that compression fractures, those fractures that older women get of their back that actually leads to their loss of height, um, is also directly related to, uh, osteopenia. Um, no, you're absolutely correct, Bill. I mean, the scan is of your hips, of the, the hip joints, and we scan the lower spine. Right. The lower uh, lumbar spine is also and, scanned. So, you know, and those are common locations of fractures in people with osteoporosis. Uh, there are, in some cases, the wrist, finger, and lower arm undergo scanning. I mean, we don't, we're not relegated to just scanning those areas, but those are the most trusted areas that we look at to get some idea. Um, people have to hold still while they're getting the scan. It is absolutely painless. It's not associated um, with significant radiation exposure. There is exposure to radiation. So people who are pregnant should talk with their doctor who advised them made to reschedule the test at another yeah, time. It should, it should not be done in pregnant women, of course. But um, the, the dose of radiation is less than that of a chest X-ray, which is similar to the amount of radiation you get on a, a one-hour flight to Denver. Um, flying through yeah. Denver. So we're all exposed to radiation. Um, we think of uh, X-rays as being the only source. Of course, that's not true. Um, travelers are exposed to uh, radiation on each flight. You know, if we, look at the, if we look at the amount of radiation exposure, it's about several days of ambient exposure to radiation. We get radiation just sitting in my office right here. Um, yeah, ambient means just, just, just from walking around the, the earth. <laughs> so, so the way you would interpret these bone density, you know, a T-score um, and a Z-score. So a T-score 
is the T-score involves comparing a person's scan with the bone density of a healthy young adult of the same sex. So you're not going to compare a male to a female. So we, I am compared, even though I'm not young, uh, to somebody much younger. So a T-score down to minus one or higher, we consider a normal bone density. A T-score between minus 1.1 and minus 2.4 indicates your bones are thinner than they should be. Osteopenia, let's take some action uh, to see that there's no more degradation in bone density. And then minus 2.5 or lower means a diagnosis of osteoporosis. Now, we, you'll see on your reports, if you get one, a Z-score also, um, which reports the amount of bone a person has in comparison with other people of the same size, same age, and same sex. Um, and I like looking at both of these scores because that one really is comparing me against people that are my age and people, you know, I am not heavy, probably on the thin side, that are also thin in the same sex. Um, so Z-scores, uh, you know, we consider my, minus 2.0 is a cutoff, uh, not minus 1. So above minus 2.0, uh, we consider that normal because that's compared to a different subset of the population. So basically the takeaway is, you know, it's a useful diagnostic test. Uh, we underuse this test uh, and it can help determine whether treatment is necessary to prevent these fractures. I mean, it is really a huge problem uh, when we're under treating people and we're not even screening that many people, especially men. Um, we have a very low rate of treatment of bone-directed medications to prevent future fractures, and even primary prevention, we have a low rate of treatment. So, uh, you know, we can discuss in the next one, you know, pharmacologic methods of preventing these, as well as, um, you know, some of the underutilization of current therapies. Yes, and I think this is a really important point that many of these hip fractures and um, compression fractures can be prevented with medicines that are currently available and tests that are already that are well documented and easy to do. Um, yet somehow people aren't getting screened for that. So uh, I think this is a very important uh, point that um, that uh, you've addressed uh, addressed today. Well, if you've liked our, if you like our podcast, um, please, uh, please subscribe to it and please tell your friends about it and uh, stay tuned for our next podcast on the treatment of uh, osteoporosis and uh, simple things, not only just the treatment with medications, but other simple things, including exercises and such that can be done to help prevent uh, osteoporosis. Alan, did you have any other thoughts? No, Bill, I think this is really important and always discuss this with your physicians um, or your primary health care providers of when it's prudent for you to start screening your bone density. Uh, I had one done. Um, it's a very simple test, very painless, and really not as much radiation as even a simple chest x-ray, actually a fraction of what a simple chest x-ray would be. So, and look forward to discussing treatments in our next podcast. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Bill.